This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA Media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. little uh, from House Republicans on the issues of guns yesterday, but we did finally get from House Speaker McCarthy. Uh, we've got his budget in recent days and now his debt limit plan, and we wanted to get the White House reaction to what he has proposed. And can you tell us, are there any meetings scheduled right now between the president and the House Speaker as the clock ticks towards the fiscal deadline? So a couple of things I want to say, uh, Jonathan. Let me just react to uh, the blueprint, the legislation that Speaker McCarthy and uh, the MAGA wing uh, of his conference, that's what we saw. They came together. He aligned himself with them and put forth a cruel proposal, a proposal that is going to devastate working American families. That's what this proposal is going to do. At the same time, it will hold America's economy hostage so that they can take a hatchet to veteran services to Meals on Wheels, to education, to cancer research, to law enforcement. That's what they put forth uh, for the American people. Now, you're asking me about a, a potential meeting. Look, we're going to continue to take a look uh, at this uh, at this legislation. We're going to analyze the impacts that it will have uh, on, again, veterans services, uh, again, education, uh, cancer research. And you know what? The president, as you've heard the president say many times, don't tell me what you value. Show me your budget and I'll tell you what you value. Well, they showed us what they value. Uh, Speaker McCarthy and mega Republicans showed us what they valued. And this is what the American people have to look at, right? And so we are going to continue to make sure, we saw this in the president's budget, that we lower costs for Americans, that he is continuing to make sure that we fight uh, fight to lower uh, the deficit. That's what he put forth in his uh, proposal. In his proposal, he's going to lower the deficit by $3 billion over uh, over 10 years. He has showed us our value, and we're going to continue to ha- happy to have that conversation about the budget but when it comes to the debt uh, the debt limit they need to speaker mccarthy needs to put a piece of legislation on the floor to deal with the debt limit to make sure that we do not default something that he did three times uh, before in the last administration okay, certainly his voting record speaks for itself but with the fundamental impasse here and a disagreement as to what you guys are even negotiating white house versus the house republicans um what do you say to those who are really growing a Armed at the time, because we got an update this week uh, that there's an estimation that because of uh, lighter than expected tax returns heading to the Treasury, the U.S. may be on the verge of default come June, not August as we thought, but come June, just maybe six or so weeks away. Again, I'm, uh, Jonathan, I'm going to be very clear. We have not mixed words on this. We have been clear for the past six plus more weeks, which is Speaker McCarthy needs to stop playing chicken with the full faith and credit of our nation. He needs to put forth immediately a piece of legislation so that we do not default. This happened. He, Democrats joined Republicans uh, last administration three times to get this done. The president said this on Monday as well, which is the Speaker, Speaker McCarthy will be the first 
our speaker to threaten, to threaten a default on our nation. So this is something that is their constitutional duty to do. They can do this. They could immediately put, again, a bill on the floor for a, for, to, to avoid a, a, def, a, a default. And that is on Congress to do. Again, it is their constitutional duty to get this done. Yeah, I, I want Mickey you to look at the, what's up right now and if people are listening on the radio. Uh, it, it, what we have up is a chart that shows that the debt ceiling has been raised since 1960, 29 times under Democratic presidents, but 49 times under Republican presidents. There you go. 49 times. And so now suddenly these Republicans that broke all records for deficits and debts under Donald Trump are suddenly claiming that they really care about deficits and that it doesn't wash. By the way, I said this in 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2020 about Republicans. I said, don't claim. If you're not going to fight your own Republican president who's a big spender, breaking records every year with budget-busting uh, 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 budgets. Don't do it when there's a Democrat in office. But now they're doing it, and as Karine said, they're actually risking the full faith and credit of the United States of America. And what does that mean? Well, it means three million Americans will likely lose their jobs if there's this default. And we face the economic consequences. Three million Americans. That means if you have a 401k, on average, you're going to lose about $20,000. Kevin McCarthy and this Republican Congress who spent like drunken socialists when Donald Trump was president. They're going to cost you $20,000. Um, I can't take it. I can't. I can't, I can't take any more than that. Denver, if you could just hold it uh, right there, I'm going to come back to that. It's Thursday, 20 April, Year of Our Lord, 2023. I told you we're going to get into this, and it's going to be a firestorm. Uh, well, the firestorm is just kicking off. McCarthy has finally put – Speaker McCarthy has finally put together the, the skeleton of a plan. And you see already the immediate blowback. We've got uh, Kerry Sheffield and Steve Cortez to start off to kind of frame this for us. Let's start with Cortez. Cortez um, – Kevin McCarthy has put out something that he's trying to get to 218 on, and and compliments to, to Speaker McCarthy. He he has followed closer to the to House Freedom Caucus in the hardcore than to the moderates. And Kerry's going to talk about it in a second some of these right. misdirection plays <clears throat> on um, on on commissions and things like that. But give me your uh, assessment of Joe Scarborough because this is going to be the barrage you're going to hear. That sure. we're jeopardizing the full faith and credit. We're going to default. This is all the Republicans' right. fault. This is these and these meanies are taking away Meals on Wheels and all of it. Give us your your first cut assessment on the opening salvo here, sir. Sure, a couple really important points. First, on default, as you have correctly uh, pointed out many, many times, and I would say correctly predicted, because I think you were the first major figure in politics to talk about this, we do not have to default. If we default, that is a choice of the White House. Why? Because we can prioritize payments, because tax receipts continue to flow in to the United States Treasury, not at the rate that they should be because of the weakness of Joe Biden's economy. We showed that statistic yesterday, but nonetheless, 
Tax receipts come in, plenty to pay for the things that the United States needs to do, including servicing the debt obligation. So that's number one. We do not have to default. But number two, to this important point uh, about the Democrats, Corinne Jean-Pierre, Joe Biden, the corporate media, all of them screaming that there's something draconian or cruel about going back to last year's spending level. Now, I don't remember any of them, uh, Steve, in 2022 saying this is a cruel budget that we are passing at the behest of Joe Biden. I don't remember any of them saying that there was cruelty in the spending levels of 2022. So I think what Speaker McCarthy has put forward here is a very, very sensible. Now, if it were up to me, I would be a bit more aggressive, but I understand he's got to get uh, to a majority and that will not be easy with, with an only five seat majority lead for Republicans in the House. Uh, but a very sensible starting point to say, hey, let's all agree that last year, as exorbitant as that spending was, we're not going to make it worse. So it's sort of like doctors saying the Hippocratic Oath, first do no harm, okay? We're not going to make it any worse than that. That is a very sensible starting point. And for the leftists to come out and the corporate media cheerleading them to try to say that that is somehow cruel or that is somehow a cut. Yeah. Remember that too, Steve. This is so important. Uh, according to the left, not increasing, not dramatically increasing spending is a cut. Okay, in no other part yes. of life or mathematics <clears throat> is that correct. Staying at last year's level is not a cut by definition. I want I want to put a pin on what Steve Cortez is saying. We're going to come back to it because sensible and has a certain internal logic to it. Remember, one of the things we pride ourselves here in the war room is being, uh, you know, insensible. That that somebody's got to take. Somebody's got to be the dead ender. Somebody's got to take the hard line that draws the whole conversation. We're going to talk about that right. because what McCarthy did is quite is quite sensible about how to pull a coalition. It is a coalition uh, government on our side. Uh, and he did take a lot from the, the House Freedom Caucus. In fact, Eli Crane's going to be on in the second hour to talk about that. We're going to come back in detail on this. But I want to go to Kerry Sheffield, senior policy analyst over at the Independent Woman's Voice. There, there's the, the, the a lot of the moderates are jumping in here and saying, hey, what we got to do is let's have a cooling off period. Let, let's work out a, a deal we can live with and let's get a commission. Let's get a commission on Social Security. Let's get a commission on Medicare. Let's get a commission on spending. Kerry Sheffield, your assessment and analysis of that, ma'am. Hey, good morning, Steve. Yeah, I am not buying it for one second. I think this is a Trojan horse. So what we have is a proposal that's been put forward by, they're calling themselves the Problem Solvers Caucus, uh, 64 members on both the left and the right here. And they're trying to say we're the moderates, we're the reasonable, the grown-ups in the room. And what they're proposing is to just uh, kick the can down the road with the debt ceiling. So put no strings attached, increasing the debt ceiling through December 31st of this year. And then they say, here's, the, here's their little secret sauce, is that they wanna have a fiscal commission um, to review and recommend a package to stabilize the long-term deficits and debt. They say the report's going to be due no later than December 31st, 2024, and must receive expedited consideration with an up or down vote in Congress by February 28th, 2025. So I know, Steve, you and I, we weren't born yesterday. That sort of timeline, I, I don't buy it for one second that they would actually adhere to it, let alone actually do anything substantive as a result of this commission. This is uh, swamp behavior. Um, and you know, when you're coming out of addiction, sometimes you have to hit rock bottom. Um, and, and the truth of the matter is our debt to GDP ratio is at World War II levels. We're spending like there's no tomorrow. And, and here's what's even worse. It's projected to get even far greater uh, by 2040, 
than anywhere close to what we saw in World War II. So we're behaving as if we're in a cataclysmic war level spending, but what is this money all going to? It's going to people who don't even wanna work in order to get welfare. It's going for student loan payments for rich upper middle class uh, people to be subsidized by working class families. So I'm really upset about this and I and I, I agree with you. I agree with everything that Steve just said um, as far as you know, making sure that we get some sort of concessions here. Or well, ours is even tougher. We we don't want. We're going to give the number out. The Warren posse is that we don't. <laughs> we appreciate uh, Speaker McCarthy for his effort here of of really initiating some action and getting the ball rolling. But we don't believe you need one penny increase to the debt ceiling. This ought to be a hard no. And I think we got. I think we can get twenty to forty votes on this, which basically locks it all down. Kerry, I want to make sure people get all your analysis. Where do they go on social media? Where do they go on the website? Because you're going to be a big part of this fight going forward. And like I tell people, this is going to be a rolling gunfight uh, from now until the 2024 election. That's why this thing's so important. Where do people go to get you? Yeah. Hey, thanks, Steve. Uh, I'm on Substack. We'd love to connect with folks on there. I'm also on Getter and Twitter. And yeah, we got, we got to keep beating the drum here because this is, I mean, it, it, this actually reminds me a little bit of the nuclear deal with Iran when Obama just totally caved, um, even when Iran was on the ropes. And that's when you're supposed to take it to your enemy, when you actually have leverage. And instead, Obama capitulated. So I I hope and I pray that McCarthy will not capitulate. Uh, and I think getting people to, to stand in, in you know support of what he's doing, I think that's important. Kerry, thank you very much. Uh, Steve Cortez, what's your famous line to back up, Kerry? What's your famous line from The Godfather you always use about when we got the muscle? said, let's hit him now while we still got the muscle. Uh, and right now we have the muscle and we earned the right, right? We earned this seat at the table last November by taking that speaker's gavel away from Nancy Pelosi. And by the way, to take this macroeconomic discussion to the micro, to what matters, kitchen table, tangible reality for Americans. Let's remember this. We now have 25 straight months, over two years consecutive, worst streak in American history of crashing real wages, meaning your income adjusted for the goods and services you need to buy in your life. That is the reality of Joe Biden. That's why a record 70% of Americans, according to CNBC, not according to us on the right, according to CNBC, all-time record, 70% of Americans are pessimistic about the economy, both now and looking into the future. So we are in a deep economic crisis. Even if the White House won't admit it, even if MSNBC won't admit it, it's time to hold the line and start fixing this mess. We also know, Steve, I think two-thirds of the American people back us right now that you got to have cuts. They understand this. The yeah, people paying correct. for this, the middle class, working class, understand this all has to, it can't go on. The madness can't go on. Short commercial break. Cortez and I are going to break it all down when we return in the war room. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. They have all life for too long. Inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath, and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never looked more important to you. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. 
Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401ks that are tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, either gold or silver. And here's the best part. It's tax sheltered. Let me repeat that. It's tax sheltered. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today. Take action. $130,000 most likely. And, and, And borrowing. I mean, whether you're borrowing for a college education or whether you're borrowing for a new car or a used car or you're borrowing for anything or your credit card uh, costs going to skyrocket. You're going to have bigger price tags for everything you buy. This is going to be inflation brought to you by Kevin McCarthy's Republican House. Mm -hmm. And of course, the national debt. I know they don't care about this because the national debt grew by record rates under Donald. You got to the the, 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 how how are we bringing in? It's so garbled. The thinking over there, how are we bringing in inflation? uh, Well, how are we being blamed for inflation by by cutting the spending? How is that working? uh, Steve Cortez, what's his twisted logic? Yeah, uh, you know, it's like anybody who's had children knows that toddlers like to talk about, you know, backwards day. It's right. It's like it's backwards day. No, this is how we tackle the inflation. And by the way, hearing Joe and Mika, hearing them talk about economics, and I'm serious, Steve, it's like hearing Gomer Pyle opine on astrophysics. Okay, they are so out of their depth. They have no idea what they are talking about. Okay, and the trajectory of the economy. Under Joe Biden, right, the man who they uh, do battle for every single day and who they run cover for and act as a PR agency for every single day, the trajectory of the economy under Joe Biden is unmistakably miserable for the American people. And, Steve, the way we know that is not because it's my opinion or yours, because it's their opinion of the American people. In every single relevant survey and by every single important metric, the people of the United States are working harder to get poorer every single day, and they know it. As I pointed out yesterday, Steve, there was a great article uh, by Paul Bedard in the Washington Examiner about how even in Biden districts of the country, even if you look at the places, the congressional districts that went heavily for Joe Biden, the polling in those districts suggests that the people desperately want to have a deal that re- that reduces the deficit. The American people are not dumb. Uh, th- that's the reality, Steve. Those people think they are. The people in these cellar corridor, in New York newsrooms, and in K Street lobbying offices, they think the American people, the deplorables, are stupid just because they might not have fancy credentials. But the American people understand that the that the inflation they are experiencing every single day at the grocery store, all over the the rent check, everything in their life that's getting more expensive and their pay can't keep up. They understand intrinsically, even if they're not economically trained, that that is tied directly to the exorbitant borrowing and spending in Washington, D.C. And they desperately want and demand that Washington, D.C. gets serious about starting to fix this problem. That's why, look, it's not just the right thing to do for the country to hold the line in these negotiations. And these are these are tense times, Steve, these coming days and, and weeks, but these are exciting times. It's exciting because, again, 
We earned this lever of power. We earned a say in this process because of what we did last November. We didn't win the way we wanted to, but nonetheless, we got this important victory. And I think Kevin McCarthy, given the limitations on him, okay, given the fact that there are dozens of members of the Republican caucus who, let's face it, are in no way conservatives. They are uniparty, uh, Washington permanent political class operators. Given those limitations, I think this is an excellent starting point for negotiations from Speaker McCarthy yeah. saying, first of all, stay at last year's levels on spending. That was too much, but we're going to stay there. We're not increasing anything by a dime. Do no harm. Sort of the Hippocratic oath of the budget. OK, we're going to do no additional harm. Uh, that is a great place to start. And the fact that the left is howling in horror and trying to claim that it's a cut because you're not uh, extending and expanding their ridiculous programs, shows you how unserious they are. And if we have to come down to a point where the debt ceiling cannot be expanded, where there's no concessions from the left, so be it. And guess what? It's then the White House's problem yep. to deal with. And it is up to them to prioritize payments. There's no need to default. There's no need to not get checks out for uh, Social Security and for Medicare. We can do all of that. We can do all of that and more. It's just a matter of it's gonna be on them to then prioritize which payments come first. And that will actually be a fascinating exercise to find out exactly what this White House prioritizes and what it doesn't. 202-224-3121 is the House. We recommend you give your uh, representative a call this morning. Of course, we're not here to tell you what to say, but you, you've had the opening bid. Ours is, uh, we're a little more hardcore. Ours is not one penny increase to the debt ceiling. Let's see the cuts. Let's see the massive. Yeah. There, there, there's enough cuts you can make right now under prioritization of payment. You're the creditors committee. We will never jeopardize the full faith and credit of the United States because you are the full faith and credit of the United States. There's a way to do this. We just got to be hardcore. But I do give a hat tip to Speaker McCarthy on a very impressive uh, you know, opening bid from him. Our opening bid would be, hey, here it is. It, it, the scene in The Godfather. How about this? Nothing. You pay, you pay for my right. casino license, Senator Geary. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Taking another <laughs> Senator Geary. How about this? You pay for it. No, we're hardcore. But I want everybody to call two zero two 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 four three one two one. Give your House member an ear for, particularly if they're one of these Main Street, you know, uh, guys that want a commission. No more commissions. Steve, you agree? We don't need any more commissions. Oh, we know oh. what the problems are. We don't need a bunch of guys sitting around for a year. I mean. Do you agree? The commission, they've done this before. This is another, and they, and the commissions never get acted upon. You right. act, if things get acted upon when you have leverage and right. there's a time, uh, you know, there's a the tick, ticking clock of when they run out of money. And that's where right. we are right now, sir. Your thoughts? No, the, this ridiculous notion of a commission, okay, what that, what that reveals is the total lack of seriousness and the lack of urgency in Washington, D.C. And Steve, I would suggest one of the reasons that there's a lack of urgency is because the people who physically live in Washington, D.C., and the people who are connected to Washington, whether they live there or not, okay, the people who benefit from the current system, from the administrative state and the permanent political class, uh, they are not feeling the pinch of inflation because let's be honest, it doesn't really matter to them. So if you're a very wealthy lobbyist in Washington, D.C., it might annoy you that your prices have gone up at the grocery store and at the gas pump to put uh, the gas into your luxury SUV, but it is not changing your life. 
However, for that single mom waitress in the middle of the country, it is absolutely life-changing right now. The realities, the anxieties of a crashing economy combined with rising prices. We, we talked about this yesterday. J.B. Hunt, one of the biggest trucking firms in the United States, said what they are facing is they are facing uh, falling prices, Okay, deflation on the prices they can charge customers, and inflation, rising prices on the input costs, particularly energy for them, that they have to pay. Okay, that's the definition of an economic vice, of a brutal economic squeeze. Well, it's not just happening to big firms like J.B. Hunt, as important as that is for us. It's happening to American families all over the country. So there's a lack of seriousness among far too many politicians in Washington, D.C. There's a total lack of urgency. But thankfully, Speaker McCarthy seems to have a total sense of urgency. Uh, and again, I think this yeah. is a great opening bid. It's a great opening spot to begin the negotiations and show Washington that we're serious about this and that deficit reduction matters to the United States. It matters to regular Americans. This inflation is out of control when you combine that with wages that can't keep track. So you have falling real wages. The point is the prosperity of the American people is suffering greatly and it demands immediate action, not some commission that will get back to us in a year. Uh, let's go ahead and play. Talk about the microeconomics. Let's go ahead and play. Uh, I want to play the uh, white uh, uh, chalk talk you gave a couple of months ago, and they're finally catching up with us today. Let's go ahead and play it, and then you can comment about how this is impacting the American people. Patriots, tragically, massive corporate layoffs, they are accelerating, especially in the tech space. But one job that's very much in demand, being a repo man because Americans cannot afford their cars. Let's look at the numbers in a chalk talk. Last year, 2022, Americans lost $1 trillion in real disposable income. That was the worst percentage drop since the Great Depression, making it incredibly hard for Americans to deal with rising interest rates and more expensive loans on things like automobiles. Car payments, $1,000 a month or higher, that's now 16% of all auto loans, all-time high. For context, three years ago, that number was only 6%, which translates into a giant jump in the percentage of Americans who are severely delinquent in their auto loans, meaning they haven't paid in three months. We just put in a number of almost 6% there, which is worse than the levels of the Great Recession of 2008-2009. Patriots, these numbers, this economic reality makes it imperative that the House GOP hold the line regarding the debt ceiling. Okay, I'm going to get Cortez. By the way, I think I might have given the wrong. It's 202224. Uh, 224 is the Senate. 225, can I check that out? 225 is the House. Which way is it? Okay, I'm getting conflicting. I'm getting conflicting. I got the war room engine room telling me something different. Let's get that sorted. Um, 225 is the house. 225 is the house? Okay, 225. I want to make sure we got that. Your house number is 202-224-225-3121. We're going to cut a trillion dollars. We can't even get the right number. Okay, it is 202-225-3121 is the house. Make sure you call. You heard the opening gambit from Speaker McCarthy. His is to go back to 2022 numbers. Only have 1% increase over time. There's, I think, four and a half trillion dollars, Steve, cuts in what he's proposing over time. We are obviously something uh, you think that's a good uh, open. I think it's a, a, a very interesting to put on the table because he's trying to get to 218. His his issue is not our issue. Our issue is different. Our issue is to force these guys to understand 
we're not going to yeah. we're not going to increase the debt ceiling. That they got to come yeah. up with the prioritization of payments. Now is the most important teaching moment uh, that we could ever have, and this teaching moment is incredibly important. Uh, because uh, the future of the country hangs in this. Real quickly, Steve, I want you to hold through the break. Repo right. Man, Bloomberg's caught up with this. The, and yes. by the way, you're, you're so prescient because the, the, t- the cuts are even coming bigger on Meta and these other places. Tell me about the Repo Man. Yeah, so this is a Bloomberg headline from yesterday. The Repo Man returns as more Americans fall behind in car payments. Uh, and I'd like to point out the War Room audience, that shock talk you just played, that is from January 29th. Uh, so we were several months ahead. We always like to pave the way for Bloomberg and the rest of the legacy media to, c- to come back. Uh, but listen, all kidding aside, there's nothing funny, of course, about Americans losing their cars. And that is intensifying and accelerating. I tell you, this is terrible. You're going to see a lot more of this. The tech uh, layoffs are actually increasing, kind of accelerating at an accelerating rate. Okay, short break. Cortez is going to hang with us, get some more capital markets, economics to talk about. And then we're going to talk about the Chinese Communist Party, all next in the war room. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. They have all life for too long. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you, the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships? Because EnviroCleanse advanced mineral technology goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness causing cold and flu viruses, including COVID. EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy and flaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com and use the code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home purification unit. You also receive a free air quality monitor plus fast free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com code Steve. ekpure.com code Steve. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. All I can see is we are taking a baseball bat to the Statute of Liberty. And we're ignoring the business roundtables of America who are crying out for employees to work alongside of Americans. Let me be very clear. We have jobs for Americans. We have tech jobs for Americans, teaching jobs for Americans, law enforcement, firefighter jobs for Americans. But we're a growing nation and we need to be able, what have people said? What have our friends to the North said? Canada said, we need to build. Okay, uh, welcome back. By the way, we just got a call from a pizza place over in Capitol Hill said they're swamped with them. I'm just kidding. Okay, you go to 224-202-224-3121. They'll connect you anywhere. The direct dial numbers, if you look up your senator, and you should do that so you don't have to go to the switchboard, is 224, and the House members are 225. But we just checked. If you call 224-3121, you can get to anybody. And I'm just kidding about the pizza parlor. Um, 
Steve Cortez. She said the quiet yes. part out loud there. She's sure bragging did. about, hold it. This mm-hmm. is she's supposed to be a populist, supposed to represent the people. She's referencing the the business council yes. that always wants the cheapest labor. This is great. Her staff's just doing such great for her. Uh, tell us what that's about, Cortez. Yes. No, it's almost too good to be true. So that's Sheila Jackson Lee, one of the most progressive members of the entire United States Congress, and clearly telling the American people in plain English that we are taking the direction of the business roundtable. So that is yet another important data point, more evidence of the union between the secular humanist radical left and big business. They have an unholy alliance uh, to push globalist policies, including open borders. Uh, Why? Because the leftists believe that they're going to import new voters, new constituencies for their policies. I'm not sure that's even true, but that's what they believe. And because big business wants cheap labor. That is the reality. And remember, at a time, as we were just discussing, when, when real wages are crashing for Americans, and Steve, this is also important, when millions and millions of Americans have simply dropped out of the labor pool, so they don't count as unemployed, according to economic statistics anymore, because they have dropped out, which is even worse than just being unemployed, than just being in between jobs. Uh, and I want to show this in chart form, by the way, what we are doing right now in the United States in terms of importing workers. And I'm talking now about the legal side, not the illegal side, which, of course, is you know should be, should be absolutely at zero. I'm talking about legal migrants to work in the United States, whether it's by work visa or through regular immigration flows. And this is chart number one, please. This is from the Wall Street Journal. This is foreign-born labor force by the millions. That chart goes back five years to 2018. As you can see, not surprisingly, in Donald Trump's term, particularly during 2019, that number was steadily ticking downward, which I would argue is a very good thing. In other words, American citizens, whether native-born or legally naturalized to this country, American citizens were being prioritized. Fewer and fewer foreign workers, legal foreign workers being imported into the United States. It then went far lower during 2020, not surprising because the entire world was locked down, including the U.S. But what has happened since then and what has particularly happened under Joe Biden, this number is soaring. So we went from 19 million foreign-born workers in the labor force to 22 million. We, We increased 3 million foreign workers At a time, Steve, when American workers are struggling to simply pay their bills. This is globalist lunacy. How about we take care of our own people first? And by the way, I would draw a contrast here, Steve, to this issue of migration. Of course, they're very much connected, migration and the economy, but to migration and the debt ceiling negotiations, where you and I take a very harsh stance, which maybe isn't politically possible on Capitol Hill, but it's important for us to be here nonetheless to try to move the center. So when it comes to legal immigration, I believe the correct number is zero, okay? It should be zero. Now, is that politically possible in the near term? Probably not, but I think we need to make the policy case why it should be zero so that we can at least reduce legal immigration and we can eliminate illegal immigration. So it's very similar to the debt ceiling situation, Steve, is the point that I'm trying to make here. So you and I would probably do something that is far more harsh regarding budget cuts, not just stopping the increases, but actual budget cuts. But I also am very cognizant that that Speaker McCarthy faces a a caucus where he doesn't have much wiggle room, politically probably can't get that done. And so I think he's starting from a pretty sensible place. So it's important, Steve, too, though, I think we need to realize this. When we make When we take positions that might seem extreme, at least to the ruling class, but they are backed by facts and arguments and persuasion, when we make that case, we can move the political center. 
I think that has already happened on the economy and on the deficit. I think it's starting to happen on immigration. Let's move the center. That, that's important. And I think that's a big part of what you do and what this show does. Yeah, that's what we need to do on everything on Ukraine, from the uh, invasion on the southern border to uh, our war with the CCP. I want one more element uh, before I let you go, Steve, is about commercial real estate, because I'm very concerned. Because yeah. here's the here's the counter argument that's about to happen in this whole debt debate. You heard you heard the 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 the, the trial balloons going up on Morning Joe and with Zen Master uh, Jean Pierre is that uh, they're going to they're going to say, hey, the bottom's falling so far of the economy. We need a stimulus. One of the things they're going to point to is commercial real estate. Black, Steve right. Schwartzman, who's pro-CCP, no friend of MAGA, but a very smart guy over Blackstone. Tell me about the reporting today about yeah. the uh, about uh, commercial real estate. So Blackstone earnings out today, not to be confused with BlackRock, by the way, even though the two firms have a lot in common and certainly have a very similar worldview. Uh, and what I mean by worldview is a complete leftist, globalist, anti-American, anti-American worker agenda. Uh, but nonetheless, I, as I often point out, Steve, these companies are very important to watch. All right, Even if you revile these firms, and I certainly do, they're still important reflections of where the U.S. economy is and where it is headed. And uh, if you look at Blackstone, which is traded by the ticker BX, Blackstone issued its earnings today. And these were the results. Uh, year over year earnings down 36 percent and specifically cited, quote, a weak property market. And property market there, they don't mean residential, they mean commercial real estate. So it is becoming more and more apparent, Steve, uh, to more and more people and more firms that the commercial real estate situation in the United States is bad and it is worsening. And I would argue that the risks in 08 and 09 were almost entirely in residential real estate, in regular individuals signing no-doc liar loans. That is thankfully completely gone. If anything, the, the credit standards are, are very, very tight, maybe too tight on the residential side. But we had the exact opposite now on the commercial side. So particularly when it, when it, as it pertains to downtown office space, that's where the risks are. And the results today from Blackstone is yet another data point, I think, proving that thesis that the emerging risks in commercial real estate uh, are intense uh, and that they have ramifications for the entire economy. But again, the White House will claim that that's a reason to further stoke inflation, which only makes the commercial exactly. real estate situation worse. It's the exact exactly. opposite. It's like a doctor saying, we're going to cut you and bleed you to heal you. No, we're not going for economic bloodletting or blood leaching. Okay. We will not fall for that. The way to get commercial real estate back on a positive trajectory is to get inflation again under control. How do we do that? By holding the line here on spending. I'm confident that Speaker McCarthy and the House GOP are going to do that, but let's hold their feet to the fire. Uh, Cortez, how do people get to you on Substack and your uh, social media? Yeah, please find me. And by the way, on commercial real estate, I have, a, I have an article that encourage folks to read on exactly this point, the syllabus of economic errors. You can find me at stevecortez.substack.com. Uh, on the Twitter, I'm at Cortez, Steve Cortez with an S. Thank you, Admiral Bannon. Appreciate it. Thank you, Steve Cortez. Always uh, sharp on focus and months and months and months ahead of the uh, corporate uh, business media. Uh, also, Look, it, it, I think Cortez makes some very solid points. I think Speaker McCarthy makes some solid points. I know there's a number of the House Freedom Caucus people that are coming in line on this. Remember, their situation is not our situation. They've got to get to 218. You're the creditors committee. The creditors committee right now has got to take a much harder stance. And that stance is, hey, show me the money or show me the cuts in this regard. The It's quite simple. We're hardliners. Not one penny, not even close to a penny relief on this debt ceiling. 
You've got to come with a plan that has massive cuts that we don't hit up against it. And then prioritization of payments that can bridge us through as we, uh, as we pay the interest and pay any government securities coming due. This is, you see today, this is just the opening salvo for Morning Joe. You're going to be called every name in the book. But you have to remember, the credit of the United States rests upon your shoulders. You are the full faith and credit. And what would you do as a good householder? What you would do is draw a tough, hard line. This madness has to stop. Somebody has to lance the boil. This audience is the one to lance it. So make sure you make contact today and get your voice out there. There's tons of information. I'm putting it up on on Getter nonstop. You can get it. We're going to put it up on the site. Just get to immerse yourself in all this. Make sure you go to birchgold.com right now. I, I wrote something about this called the debt trap a couple of months ago, but it's it's ripped from today's headlines. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon right now and get it. Immerse yourself in this. Go take Peter Navarro's macro course. I think it costs 12 bucks. Go take that. Um, even if you've never graduated from high school, even if you never got out of the first year of high school, we make this accessible to you. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's common sense, and we explain it to you in a common sense way. Also, talk to the Birch Gold guys about precious metals, particularly as a hedge against inflation, uh, gold and silver. So go check it out today. Uh, let's play. Grant, Grant St- the great Grant Stinchfield went off last night on a very important topic. I've got Matt Palumbo and Jane Zirko going to join me here. But let's, can we play the call open of Grant from last night? This was the head of this Chinese police station. He gets arrested and is bailed out almost instantly. Okay, now, if he's a Chinese agent, how is he getting bailed out instantly? Well, when you look at the indictment and I have a few of the pages here, the indictment against these 34 and the two arrested reads like a Chinese Communist Party manifesto of how you destroy not just Chinese dissidents in America, but American society and the value system in general. Um, on one of these pages, it spells out uh, what they call the 912 project, which was Chinese agents to disrupt uh, the American value system using social media accounts and the like. And we'll pull it up here. Uh, at one point, they received a cable tasking them to, quote, take advantage of George Floyd's death of the second anniversary and reveal law enforcement's brutality and racial discrimination. They wanted to sow dissent inside the United States to bring us down. Well, lo and behold, guess who warned of this? Remember who I tell you about all the time? Miles Guao, the Chinese billionaire who now sits in a federal prison. Mind you, no bail for him. CCP enemy number one, but the CCP agent is bailed out. Well, Miles Guao warned of this exact thing years ago. Roll that clip. CCP is wiping out white people. I have been saying this since 2017. What is CCP's intention in waging war against the world? It is to use yellow, black, and brown people, who make up almost 75% to 80% of the world's population, to wipe out white people. The correct saying is that CCP has spread the idea that white people caused all racial conflict. CCP's biggest conspiracy is to use this idea to take over the world. This is a serious issue that no one dares to talk about, and no one dares to even say it. Palumbo, real quickly, uh, we got 30 seconds, I'll bring you back, but the uh, Minister of State Security guys running the police stations illegally in, in New York get rolled up. They get bailed out in an afternoon. In the indictment, their number one guy they're after, the number one target is Miles Guo. He still sits in jail. What's up? 
Uh, well, the system is rigged. And also, you know, the name, the 912 group, uh, you might notice 912 is September 12th. That's the date that Miles Guo filed for asylum. So they are almost trolling or mocking him with the name. And when you read the indictment, it proves that there is a conspiracy against Miles and they refuse to name him in the document because while the FBI admits this, the DOJ is simultaneously trying to claim he's a fake whistleblower while their own FBI says the opposite. So they are in really a web of their own contradictions here. Hang on, we're going to bring you back because there's a federal trial going on at the same time that he's the number one target in the DOJ, which they spread money like crazy. Okay, short break. Back in the war in just a moment. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. I don't know about you. It takes a lot to shock me these days. But to see our judicial system resemble a third world banana republic, to see trusted American companies embrace insane and destructive woke ideologies is frankly depressing. We must fight back. And that starts with changing the way we spend our money. For years, big mobile companies have been dumping millions into leftist causes, and we had to take it because there was not another option. Well, there is one now. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks, so you get the best possible service in your area without the woke propaganda push by leftists working hard to destroy this great country. When you sit, switch to Patriot Mobile, you support free speech and religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military and veterans and first responders, the heroes. Now, Patriot Mobile's 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. This is PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call 878-PATRIOT. Take action today. Stop giving your money to people that hate you and hate what you stand for. Back, the only Christian conservative wireless provider, Patriot Mobile. Take action today. Arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Ron DeSantis tried to cut seniors' benefits. In Congress, DeSantis voted three times to cut Social Security, even to privatize Medicare. Worse, DeSantis wanted to raise the retirement age to 70. Ron DeSantis would make us work longer to get less. President Trump promised. We will protect Medicare and Social Security. President Trump delivers, and he always will. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a bunch of articles I've got up on Getter where we try to immerse you in, in all the different aspects of what we're covering here on the show, and it's really about Governor DeSantis's failure to launch here. I don't think there's any doubt right now that what he, Governor DeSantis should do is very much focused on Florida, very much focused on Florida, having a great run in the second term. He's done so much for the state already. Prepare himself for 2028 to, to get into a primary now. And let's be blunt. 
it's it's a failure to launch. The the situation on Capitol Hill the other day was just an unmitigated disaster. He's just not ready for it. He's doing a great job in Florida, but that's not the scale you got to roll in. And so it is, um, I think, in his best interest, in MAGA's best interest, in our movement's best interest, in the country's best interest to continue to have a great run. The great battles you've got against Disney, other world companies, and what you're trying to do in Florida, which is incredible. But, hey, I give my advice, and you take it, you take it. If not, it's going to be a long, tough slog because it has not started off very well. Um, I want to go back to Matt Palumbo. Here's the thing. Miles Guo did something for this country that is uh, of the utmost importance. Before Miles Guo really came to the West as a whistleblower, uh, you know, because he was dialed in as a businessman, as many of these businessmen like Jack Mon, these guys are. He was a whistleblower to their corruption. He was a whistleblower to their real intent. And he was big, his biggest thing he did, he says, in the West, you've got to separate out the CCP from the nation of China and the Chinese people, Lao Beijing, uh, because, you know, we were all allies in World War II. And Lao Beijing has a great affinity for the American people, as the American people have for the Chinese people through our entire history. The Chinese Communist Party is a gangster organization. And since that time, if you go back from where really came to the West in 2017, we have, and I know I have, really focused on identifying the Chinese Communist Party as the central existential threat, not just to the United States and to our citizens, but to the Chinese people. And that's, that is caught uh, on quite, uh, quite, uh, quite big. You can tell in speeches, you can tell in focus, all, and they hate it. They hate it. And that's why there's a massive effort. It's always been a massive effort to extradite Miles Guo back to China and to immediately execute him. That's what they're trying to do. It's quite simple. And you've got, a, you've got a huge case. There's no coincidences in the world. You have two things that are happening right now. You have a massive federal case in D.C. District Court. And you have Leo DiCaprio coming in. You have all these movie stars. And it's almost crickets. Our Jane Zirkel's covering it. And the types of numbers they're talking about, this Jolo, this, this, this uh, Malaysian billionaire, was going to put $40 million into the Democratic Party as a foreigner. And, and Leo DiCaprio is up there for two hours on the stand. Leo DiCaprio up there, and there's almost no coverage. Where normally there would be a bevy of, uh, of photographers around all that. And he talks about, yeah, this guy's talking about all the time, putting $40 million into the Democratic Party. The numbers are talking about the extradition of Miles Guo. There's a Higginbotham is an employee of the Justice Department. The Chinese Communist Party gave him $40 million. This is a mid-level guy, $40 million to work on extraditing Miles Guo. Uh, the the, 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 uh, the uh, rapper who's actually up on the charges, the m- amount of money they were giving him to make sure this could happen. Uh, uh, Steve Wynn, a major entrepreneur, and quite frankly, very close to President Trump, has been well-documented, went out of his way, and he was going to get a bonus. And, and Brody was going to get a 15 or $25 million bonus to extradite Miles Guo back to China. Now we have the whole situation of the police stations in the Chinatown. And Matt Plumber, come in here. The entire state security apparatus is around Miles Guo, the 912 project. He's victim number one, which they won't mention. And in any of this documentation, whether in the court or whether here, they will never m- mention Miles Guo's name. And the reason is it shows you the corruption of our system. We have a freedom fighter that's been our greatest ally in identifying the number one existential threat we have in this country, which is the criminal element of Beijing and who they've paid off as a fifth column in our country, Matt Palumbo. 
Yeah, I mean, the the extent of the conspiracy, and I think it is an appropriate word in this context, is incredible. There are all these various cases involving Guo, and in almost every case, there is a tie back to the CCP somewhere. But the, the biggest thing here is to keep him from testifying and from speaking. And we were mentioning how in this new FBI document, he is listed only as victim one, but it is almost comical because they will describe him to a T, where there is no doubt that it is him, but then put it as victim one. They will describe his followers. And, and it does give the impression that the number one goal of this 912 group was take down Miles. And you, you were saying about some of the almost bounties on Miles. And it seems like 40 million is just the going rate to try to deport Miles. And, you know, I think I made the point on the last show, like, these are just the ones we know of. So if they're willing to pay 40 million to a couple people here and there, what is the sum total? And what are they trying to cover up? And I would say it's probably in the billions. And it has to be something big. You know, even before Miles came to the U.S. as a whistleblower, he was already a successful businessman, so you can't accuse him of fraud. And he already had uncovered things that put various CCP officials behind bars. So we know he's legitimate, and, and uh, there is a coordinated effort to censor him. So in the in the Pres Michel trial, um, you know, you mentioned Leonardo DiCaprio ha has testified. Well, they want to get Guo to testify as well, but they are preventing the uh, um, Michelle's lawyers from even serving. Guo, um, which is a bit odd. And the reason why is because he will further expose the DOJ and FBI corruption. Um, and, and also of note, the, you know, people like Higginbotham, he got a plea deal. He got no jail time. You know, the only people in the whole Pras Michelle trial who's actually facing consequences is Michelle. And, we, you know, the, the theory I gave last time was he's the fall guy. He's the guy who has got a pretty sketchy past. And if you're going to stick it on someone, you stick it on that guy. Well, all the higher ups in the DOJ and FBI, you let them get off. Don't have it make headlines and don't let Miles testify to expose the for, for true extent of what they were doing. Uh, Matt, your reporting on this has been amazing. How do people, uh, how do people get to you? I know you run the Dan Bongino, uh, operation. How do folks get to you? Right. So MonginoReport.com, I'd love to see it uh, up on the screen. Um, that's our, our competitor to Drudge and hopefully we do a much better job, uh, on Twitter. It's uh, Matt Palumbo 12 and same thing on Getter. You're doing incredible reporting. And by the way, Dan Bongino's site, Drudge is no competition. You guys blow it away. It's incredible. Great news. Always ahead of the topic. Bongino's fantastic, and you're a great guy to have as his partner, the editor of it all. Thank you very much. Short commercial break. Jane's going to join us a little later. We're going to talk about a trial. They got Miles in jail, so he won't testify in open court. Also, Carrie Lake, Eli Crane going to join us next in the war room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash war room to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize 
that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.